Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast, episode 138. Today we are talking, who is property developing? Who are doing, who are the people doing the property developments? I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you hear what we've got to say. Anyway, let's jump on in to episode 138. Welcome to episode 138 Property Mastermind Podcast. Hilary Saxon and Bob Anderson. Welcome, Bob. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to be here. Yeah, it is great to be here. It's better than the alternative, not being here. Oh, heaven forbid. Plenty Isn't of time it? for that later. <laughs> Plenty of time for not being here. Uh, Bob, so we're giving away the book. Yeah. The Property Millionaires Exposed this week goes to Angelica May. That's Angelica. This is in the post to you. Wow. And I can't wait to hear what you say when you get to page 121, and I know we'll be talking about it. So you enjoy this. It's in the post probably tomorrow. Anyway, and for those of you that want a bit of inspiration, three wines in, if you want to know why you're not achieving what you want, you definitely need to get yourself a a copy of this. And if you're into motivation, jump on to my podcast, Bounce Back Better. Alrighty, enough promoing myself, but remember it is our podcast and we're allowed to promo. Keyboard warriors, off you go. Okay. Take your bags. Take your bag. Okay, doke, Bob. Yeah. What's the tip for the day? And I know you haven't got one because we haven't discussed it. Oh, I'll give you one. What? Don't wear thongs in the rain. Oh. Or or jandals or flip-flops or whatever you want to call them. And why do you say this? I went skiing this morning. Oh, did you? I was walking over to the office and it's a bit, you know, it's tiled part of it outside. Yeah. And uh, there's a little bit of a damp area and I was in a hurry and, yeah. Did a bit of a slide. Went skiing, didn't hit the deck, but um, I thought, either got to walk slower or Maybe not wear those shiny thongs on a wet day. There you go. That is a How's that? that is a that's a fabulous tip. That is it. <laughs> they are a. Uh, what did we hear the name for them the other day? Um, the South African name for them. Yeah. What did she call them? Oh yeah, I can't remember. It was very funny. It was. Anyway, today, Bob, the topic: who is property developing? Yep. And. Really, this is a bit of a myth buster. There were some great stories in here as yeah. well, so you, you will enjoy it. But the reason we came to this one today, well, there's a few reasons. It's, it's always a reason. But I've had a few, well, I speak to many people about the courses, et cetera, and somebody, all in a, a row, I had a, quite a few women call up. Yeah. And so it got me thinking, why all of a sudden are there women interested? And I'm not saying it's, it was just noticeable in a period of, say, a week, there were more women than normal calling up because there are, I often talk to women about property development. Yeah. And then it just got us talking about it. And so we and thought- The conversation grew. It, it did grow into reasons why, et cetera. So, Bob, you know, you've been property developing for 40-odd years, 40 years. You've been educating since 2000 and- well, I actually, actually did some back in the uh, back around 1990, 91, 92. Yeah. Then took a break for a decade or two and got back seriously into it. And then probably around the time of the end of the GFC, probably 2009. So 2009, in your experience with since 2009 and we're in like, oh, now 2024, who has been your biggest demographic? What, what chunk would you say have yeah. been the people you've mostly educated? Well, it changes, you know, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. So when I when I first started educating and I, I started a mentoring program, that was about 2010, 
they're all males. And how old were they? Well, good point. They were they were probably a younger sort of cohort. Well, when I say younger, relative, uh, thirty probably thirty to forty five. Yep. And male, but that was only see that's only one sample. Mm. That was one group in one year. Mm. And I thought, well, that's a bit strange because I, I knew a few women property developers, and I thought, how come that is? And so when I was out educating and talking to people, I, I thought, well, maybe I should encourage more women to look at property development as an alternative because we know women are highly skilled in a lot of the skills you need for property development. And in, I second that. In doing that, pretty quickly <laughs> I started to have women joining, women obviously taking up the mentor, uh, the property development course but also then joining the mentoring program. Mm. And over the probably next four or five years, it got to a point where it was it got up to about forty percent women in in the mentoring program, mm. and obviously the balance uh, men could be a controversial subject, but uh, I think you know what I mean. And you stop that right now, Bobby Anderson. <laughs> you stop that right now. No, I won't. I'll come out swinging. <laughs> Not going to stop that. But and it had grown to that point, and and so the equilibrium for women was about 40 percent in the right. group. Do you think that was down to maybe marketing or what? what's your thoughts well, on Well, there was a, a little bit of purposeful marketing initially yeah. mm. when the first mentoring group were all male. Right. And I thought, oh, that's, not, that's not really a good cross-section of what I thought it should be and could be. And so, yeah, I did uh, push a bit towards encouraging females. Yeah. And, and they took up the – well, I wouldn't say they took up the challenge, they took it up. Right. So really – there was the marketing aspect that um, showed more women that it was possible. I do notice now because it, because I'm obviously on plenty of property things online, mm. I get a lot of property adverts and I have noticed there's a big, uh, there is some sort of woman property group, lady has done a, a development, is doing, oh, there's actually two, I think that, oh, I know there's three. Yeah. But there's a newer one. There's a newer two yeah. on the on the horizon. On, that, on the scene on the horizon. Yeah, so I have noticed, um, which is which means that there's obviously, I know one of them only targets women yeah. and then um, the other one just does whatever she does. But so what do you think, when you had that, and, and this is for the people listening to understand that male or female, it doesn't matter what you are, but what is the main demographic as in what are they mainly doing for jobs Bob what were those women well, mainly doing yeah I've, I've had, a, had a look over the years mm -hmm. because everybody well we meet a lot of people at our workshops and sometimes the subject comes up about what you do but when people join our mentoring program obviously we want to know a lot more about them and so I do get to know what their jobs are and it is diverse mm. now if you think about well I mean you know that too We've had, we've had a number of people in the medical profession, mm. doctors, specialists, uh, pharmacists. For a while, I seemed to have a run on, run on pharmacists. We had chiropractors. I've had everybody in the, you know, in the health services mm. area. Not lots of technical consultants. I've only had maybe two architects. Got a hand. We've got a little bit of a handful of engineers at the moment as well. Mm. Often civil. Uh, so you do get those professional people. But we also get um, just people from all, IT. Now, it's funny, a lot of IT people we've had over the years as well. But people in all sorts. We've had teachers. We've had everybody represented mm. uh, who 
you know, the thing is they've had a common goal. Like whatever they're doing in their job, the common goal is they want to get into a position where they can make more money, mm. improve their lifestyle, and and uh, and and also get part of improving your lifestyle. In my opinion, you need two things: more money and less work. Mm. <laughs> so you need more time to enjoy yourself, and making more money that helps you enjoy yourself in the time that you have. And uh, you know, we've had specialists, as you know, doctors who, who simply want more time, mm. want more time off, and uh, but don't want to drop their income. But we've also had too much. People, it'll go up actually yeah, for sure. <laughs> but we've also had people that aren't at that. At their, at their, at that highly professional no. range, people that have been doing not much at all, really, uh, just all t- – I've got to be careful because I know people listen and I don't want to – and there's people out there online. So, But we there are people that have come from – I know there was a cleaner. Uh, a I've clean- had cleaners, carpet layers, tradies. Yes. Back in the days when tradies weren't making a fortune, I've had plenty of those. I had a um, – Heaps of builders. We get loads of builders. Yeah, we, we do get – we do yeah. get a number of builders yeah. because, well, at least those that are smart enough to know the difference between being a builder and a property developer. Yes. And there's a world of difference, mm. as some builders have found out to their demise uh, when they've taken on property development, thought they knew it all uh, and got themselves into trouble because they never got educated. What about we've had a, a female that went through the mentoring program and has now become gone and got her building certificate. She's not quite there yet. Yeah. Go, Connie. <laughs> she, so how crazy is that? Because that just speeds up processes for her and good on her because oh, she's yeah, willing to go yeah, places. You know, if, if you want to. I've never wanted to. But, but hers is really to speed things up so yeah. that she's got the licence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's her thing. But I think something that where 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 you bought to the forefront, Bob, was that it's people that want that change. And I believe that they buy the courses they want to change. Hmm. Hopefully everyone who buys it does make that change. That's something we don't know all the stats on. No. But we, I do know that the people in the mentoring program definitely are driven. They are driven and I often find there are people like me that are time poor because they're, they're just – on you know, action, you know, mm, they're just they've got they've got a lot going on in their lives, and I, I feel like that that is generally that person, people that are really determined that they're mm. going to make something work, so they do that. But Bob, can I ask you the next question, which is around the woman journey, because that, yeah. you know that's my thing. Historically, women are more into the renovation scene. That's definitely traditionally they are. Yeah, yeah. either well initially often on their first house, you know. It, it's a woman that uh, picks up picks up the running with renovating. Mm. Uh, and I'd say women are better, well. Say it, better, God, say it. Well, Do better you? renovators in that I think they're more, they're more visual. And, and mm. I think, I th- well, I'm only generalising when I say this because obviously there's exceptions to every rule. But I think they, they really understand how to make something look good mm. and how to do it economically. Um, technically, they've got to learn things like like any male or female has to, mm. although often with renovating, you know, you're, you're doing some things yourself, other things you can't, obviously electrical, plumbing, you know, and you know, carpentry you could but usually can't. But, yeah, I think women are really cut out for that. And, look, if you look at most of the renovating courses – they're run by women. I don't, I don't, actually, actually, they're all run by women. Yeah, I was just thinking, I don't, don't know one that's run by a man. 
you know what's funny? One of them has your face plastered all over their marketing and another one has my face plastered all over their marketing. It's quite You're funny. The pin-up girl. Yeah, we're the pin-up people for other people's um, renovating courses. But anyway, uh, I kind of like that. Yeah, so I think like- women are drawn there initially. But then having done that, and it's the same with male or female. Yeah, and it's not all. We're up. talking, gen- you know, yeah. it's a higher a higher amount. And, I'm, you know, don't be there listening. This is a male mm. thinking, I've done three renovations that I need to write down underneath. No, no, we're not saying that. But it's, yeah. we are saying that generally women do start out with, on the renovation. And a lot of them stay there forever. Yeah. They don't want to or Well, they don't think it's possible. That's what I was talking to someone the other day, Bob. They didn't realise that it is possible to step up to property development. And no, that's that's what you're laughing at me for. No, no. Well, it's true. We spend our whole life explaining to people how you can. Yeah, yeah. But then, so there are, you know, a lot of couples get into renovating together, especially young couples, because they see Mm. it as a way to get that, you know, start making some money early. Yeah. That's the way they see that. Yeah, just manufacturing equity, really, yeah. by making your property more valuable. In some ways, that I like that. In some ways, I like that. But in some ways, it can be the approach that hamstrings people too. If they want to keep their PPR, if they don't always get the equity they want, and then mm. they get stuck with not being can able to, yeah. not being able to get enough equity out of their property to get started in property development. Hey, yeah, I've, I've done some property developments that are way less work than. A lot of renos mm. and probably made 10 times as much money out of them. A lot of, That's the thing a lot of people don't understand, the difference between uh, property development and what we do there and, and maybe, you know, some of those hard renos where, you know, you sort of scratch around trying to get enough profit, particularly if the market's not going up, you know, getting on the tools, mm. you know, spending a lot of nights under lighting and all that sort of thing. Mm. So, um yeah, but anyway, I'm not, not not knocking Renault's. The last Renault I did, I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, you were my project manager. I was your labourer. Yeah, you weren't bad. I, I'm not going to say you I had a good time. You, you weren't. <laughs> you know, we, we could do some improvements, but I don't think I'll ever get you doing another Renault. But anyway, that was just getting rid of one last property I wanted to get out of in New Zealand. The next thing I want to talk about, Bob, is, is the really it's about the buying property investment I'm going to say community or demographic. If we say mm. more women tend to go to renovations, the more people that start, I see two demographics going into the property investment space. Investment. Yeah, just yeah. buying properties to invest in and, mm. and hoping to get a plan of owning 20 or whatever it is that they want to own. Good luck. That's, that's a buzz thing that I heard somewhere. That's, that's easy if you live to be 500. Yeah, well, there you go. But I know some people have got Yeah, to, I know, but yeah. it's the exception to the rule. But I think that... For me, the, the two demographics I see are, again, the younger people starting out because they, again, don't realise that they can get into property developing. And then the other one, I think, is the baby boomers. Oh, well, don't knock the baby boomers. You don't talk, don't you, knock a boomer. Don't knock a boomer, baby. You're talking to one. <laughs> <laughs> but baby boomers, because I think, yeah. and to correct me if you think I'm wrong, I think that property development wasn't really an option for them. So they didn't. So mm. what they would do is getting into property investing. It was way easier, and not just because it was easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, what boomers t- have been around a while. I mean, boomers were the post World War Two people. Yeah. What are their What are their ages? What are their not ages? Well, like when were they born? There was because it spread over quite a few years. They tend to break it up into two groups. Huh? I think the first group was like nineteen forty six to you know after the war. Uh, and then they went through to about 60, 1964, I think, but then they broke up. This was like 46 to, I don't know, 54 and 
1954 and then 1954 to 1964. So it was quite a spread of people. I didn't know that they split the boomers. Well, yeah. That, I mean, they went on for 18 years, the baby boomers, what, what we call the baby boomers. That's why they sort of split them into two two sort of cohorts, two groups. But um, Well, are they called baby boomers A and baby boomers B? What are they called? Well, I mean, the reason is that after the Second World War, there was a lot of babies born. Yep. You know, for lots of reasons, you know, the euphoria of the war being over. A lot of people probably didn't want to have babies during the war, not knowing what the results of the war were going to be, bringing mm. children out, you know, soldiers returning from overseas. So but for lots of reasons, uh, there was there was lots of babies and there was a boom in babies. I guess that's where, the, that's where it came from. But even the baby boomers tended to not do a lot in property investment because they really weren't educated oh, about it. Oh, they didn't? Well, they did later. Right. But not back in the 60s, no. uh, like, for instance. And if you think about property investment education, there was very little around before, before say, 1980. I mean, there's very little. Mm. Like, if you think of, well, the internet, I mean, the internet wasn't around until the mid-90s, so we're talking about books, books and, you know, courses, maybe even live courses. I, I remember Jan Summers was one of the very first people to write books and educate people about property investment, you know, how to use tax advantages, negative gearing, the whole thing. And Jan, well, I knew Jan back in the day, back in the years ago, but that was like, you know, 1980-ish or thereabouts. And then that started a bit of a wave of investment and then coming off the back of that we had some of the the scammers, you know, who, uh, who scammed a lot of people. But that's when it really got a bit of a foothold, property Mm. investment, wasn't a big thing because people weren't educated about it, didn't know much about it. But it's probably until also those days. Also, that time, Bob, that people weren't really into growing or, or, or changing. It was changing their lifestyle. It was normal mm. to go to work from eight to five, or you know, there were the times when people were that wasn't really happening then. No, was it? no, you got to remember back in those days, back in the older days, you know, 60s back in the and old 70s, days, whenever they were, the average retirement age was sixty-five. Yep, and and a lot of people just lived. To go, on, to go on to the pension. Well, I think the back in about the 1940s, the average age of a person was 65 before they fell off the perch. Holy yeah. Way more now. But uh, And even back in, the, back in those days, people went on the pension. On average, it only lasted three or four years, but now we live a lot longer. And the pension is nothing attractive to one who, you know, a lot of people aren't, for years now, haven't been looking forward to getting on the pension. They want to look after themselves a lot better than that. It's a bit of a safety net, but, you know, most people don't want to fall into the safety net. No, gosh, no. And and so that got a lot of, you know, a lot of thrust, a lot of, you know, power behind it back in those post-Golf Whitlam days when we had, a, you know, massive increase in values of properties. And then, you know, the education sort of three or four years later and it all sort of sort of started on the investment front. And so that's potentially why mm, there are less baby boomers. Not and, and just like we're talking, not saying a hundred percent. Just like the women being more into uh, renovating. So, but there are more baby boomers that are into property investing because that was probably the first thing that came along. Yeah, and a lot of them didn't go on and property develop. I mean, there's always no. lots of property investors in terms of numbers out there. Mm. Although a lot of them don't get past one or two properties, as we know. Uh, so, yeah, but I mean, back in the um, the days, you know, sort of early early nineties, mm-hmm. uh, I was putting property development syndicates together. So that was an indirect way of people 
making money from property development without being property developers. What was what was that demographic, Bob? That demographic back in those days was the early nineties, putting most, investing well, in developments, mostly male. Yep. I mean, if I go back to when I started developing, you know, maybe two, three, whenever it was, I never heard of lady developers back then, and most men, most male developers were sort of come up often through the trades, you know, mm. they were like builders or bricklayers. So I used to make the joke about them, they're big, uh, big men with hairy chests and unbuttoned shirts and, uh, you know, a lot of the developers with big chains around their neck and they came up from Sydney and Melbourne But because um, I was on the Gold Coast during those boom were days you, of the early 80s. Like, were you dressed like that, Bob? No, I didn't dress much like come that. It was probably on. more board shorts and T-shirt and th- and slippery thongs. Oh, but, there you um, go. You should have learned your lesson there. I still haven't learned it, no. No. So, But it's changed a lot. Yeah. And, look, I'm proud to say that we've had a lot to do with the change mm. in terms of women getting involved in property development. Well, you especially. I mean, most of the educators you've educated, but you lead the charge, really. You have Pretty, pretty much, yeah. It was so, wasn't there somebody, a the, young girl the, that used to teach it, but she'd never done it or something? Yeah, yeah. Most people know, know that. Well, yeah, there was. There was somebody who had a property development course who obviously hadn't done a property development but um, was a very good salesperson. And, and so that person, <laughs> that female lady, uh, was probably the first property development educator that I remember. What year was that? Oh, 2005 to 2010, something in that in that range. Mm. Um, but from from what I recall, I was the first real property developer mm. to do you know full on property development education. And but, so, but probably done like 900 million dollars worth of projects by then. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Just got a couple. Of I was coming from a background of property development to education as opposed to some people who just jump into education with very little property development. It's a different, yeah. different model. Mm. Uh, it's might me. I have the same problem with coaching when people talk about coaching. Anyway, we won't go down that road. Um, yeah, anyone can be a coach, whatever. Uh, they can't. So I think what I wonder or I've often wondered, Bob, is that are people now, do, is it something seen as quite prestigious to say you're a property developer and people want to do it or it's nothing about the prestige, it is 100% about the lifestyle and the money? Yeah, look, you can't you can't pick a property developer by looking at them. No. Like I said, back in the 80s, you probably could, particularly if you're on the Gold Coast where I lived, mm. uh, they all sort of look the same, the White Shoe Brigade. But um, Oh, the White Shoe Brigade, look at you go. Yeah, look at me go. Um, I did have a pair of white shoes once, uh, but I wasn't one of that mob. But these days, look, it could be somebody you sit beside in a bus. Mm. could be a property developer. You, you don't know. It could be your next-door neighbour. Mm. You don't know. In some cases, it could be your brother or sister and they haven't told you. Mm. It, you just can't pick property developers anymore. And uh, I, You know, I find it. I, if someone asks me what I do, I don't always say I do property development yeah. because of where we live. A lot of people, when you're infilling, which means for those who don't know, when you're you know putting more properties in places, like squishing them in a bit more because and, and demolishing houses, yeah, and demolishing demolishing houses. Some people not you know, there's a lot of nimbies not in my backyard. They they mm. don't really like the idea of it until they go to sell their house and then they're keen. Then they yeah, yeah then they're keen in. then to yes. sell it to a developer. Yeah, yeah. because they, they think they're going to get more, but. I don't often, I don't always say I do property development. I do pick my mark where I mm. am. But I might say, um, 
Oh, actually, I'm an, I'm an author and a speaker. <laughs> I actually did it. I actually did it on the weekend. 100 true. I know. I just thought, oh, I just might not say that. I was just a bit too close to an area where we're doing some stuff, and I thought, oh, I don't know if this is the right demographic to be saying what I do. I was mm. talking to a baby boomer, and I just got the feeling he might not have liked the idea of mm. um, filling in his backyard. But I think, Bob, if we look at baby boomers now yep. and they're still really not many of them are developing there are a few so remember there are no. exceptions they're still they still make i believe fan fantastic investors yeah well the youngest baby boomers would be 60 they'd be between 60 and 78 yeah uh so but mind you i mean we've had people in our mentoring program developing properties in their 80s uh, we've yeah, had a few of those for sure but I'm, they're rare. They're yeah, yeah, of course, hen's teeth. But what I'm meaning is for people out there wanting to do property development and needing investors, because many of the baby boomers went to property investing, investing in actual properties that they own, perhaps right now is a good time to communicate with those people about investing in property developments because, as we know, we've had the spike in housing. Mm. We probably aren't going to get a huge increase for a while, so their money might be better off making money uh, through development. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and they probably don't understand markets anyway. I, mean, um, I think there's, there's good days ahead, but also Gen X. Uh, Talk you know, to me about the Gen X. Well, they're about – they came after the boomers. They, they ran from about – Say nineteen sixty five to seventy nine. Oh, I'm a Gen Xer. Woohoo! Go the Gen Xers. Yeah, yeah, Hello do, to all yeah, the Gen you Xers do, you out do there. Slip into the Gen Xers. So they're forty five to fifty nine, probably. Huh. And they hello they, to all my fellow Gen Xers. They make good investors as well because they're they've often in that you know forty five plus. They've accumulated some wealth. They're often in a, in a good position, you mm. know, what are they? What did I say? They were 45 to 59. 59 yeah. In some cases, the kids have grown up. They may have even inherited money, uh, you know, at, by that age. And so they can, that you know, if you ask me to pick a generation mm. who might be a good investor, a good investor in one of your projects. Uh, it's the Gen X's, you well, reckon? It could be the Gen X's, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, that's, we're not saying it's everybody, but I understand that's a that's actually a great mm. way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. The Gen X. I th I probably, yeah. I think they'd be some. Some of the boomers are getting a little bit old, so they don't really want to be investing in property development. Some, obviously, some of the younger ones would. Yeah. But um, a majority of them probably it's past them now. You, you know, they've already got their whole retirement plan set, and they just want to do that. Just want to kick back and play lawn bowls. <laughs> <laughs> So, hello to all you lawn bowlers. Um, a lot of the lawn bowling champions are younger. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, lawn yeah. No, I don't know much either, but I've seen some of the champion ones, they, they look to be in their 30s or something. Crikey, we've gone way off track today. Yeah, yeah we're talking about lawn bowls. Yeah, how really did that happen? Yeah, that is, that's so off track. Okay, so that that's sort of an opportunity for those looking for investors. Bob's advice is maybe the Gen Xs are your people. And they're sort I'm of just saying they'll to fall 59. into that generation. Yeah. Um, and I understand what you're saying. They've got that wealth potentially and their money's made money. And actually while we were on that about, I was sitting somewhere yesterday and I heard somebody say, well, when housing prices come back down, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't know where you live, but, well, I do know it's, it's around me and they don't come down anytime soon. No, God, no. no they've, had their, they've had their correction. All it was, it was a correction. But did they really come down? Is it 100000 uh, Is it No. Down? No. What was it, $8.20? Oh, look, probably at its worst, 15%. Mm. But then 
it went up 60-something before that. Yeah. You know, when you see jumps like that, it's just a correction after a boom. Mm. Um, so, no, um, I used to have a photograph once of a ragged old man, you know, with a walking stick and clothes falling off him and beard and long hair. And, and the saying underneath was, uh, this is this is the man who, who waited for the price of uh, property to fall before he bought, and there he was, yeah. And he never bought anything. Living on the streets. Oh, no, not I, good. I, I know somebody like that, actually. He's been telling me that for probably 20 years. Still doesn't own a property. Oh, dear. Shank. Oh, dear. <laughs> he could have bought one 20 well, years ago. Well, we've got a, we've a great spot in a retirement village here. Uh, there you go. yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Um, just a wee advert. We do, we are having our joint ventures workshop. event. Yeah, it's a workshop actually mm. for two days in Sydney on the eighteenth and nineteenth of May. So if you're interested in that, and there has never been a joint ventures like this, we've never done one, and Bob's going to unpack unpack the many joint ventures so you can learn yeah, yeah. about them. There'll be people there interested in investing. There'll be people there looking for investors. It'll be, it's going to be closed. So even though it runs for two days, there won't be people coming in afterwards, which often happens at some of our events. No, it will be a closed event and it will be definitely worth coming along to. So if you're keen, there'll be a link below. Just just click into that and you yeah, can come along. We'll have a couple of our experts there as well. Not too many. No. So Bob, Besides ourselves. I, I just want to finish up here but with I believe that what we're saying is it just pretty much like my podcast that I did a couple of weeks ago is anyone can do a property, anyone can do property development. You have to be a doer, not a talker. Mm. You can't just talk about it. You've just actually got to do it. Yeah. And you've so got to be gen- determined. Gen- gender's irrelevant. Yep, gender is irrelevant. And if you're looking for an investor, perhaps looking for, look for some Gen Xs. They yeah. kind of wander around looking a bit like me. And um, what about with, would you more often ask a male or a female to be an investor, Bob? What you, what's oh, your advice on this one? I don't have one. You don't have one? No, look, we raise a lot of capital. Well, you do. Mm. Uh, Always yeah. raising capital. If you've got some money, let me know. I've got some great investments available right now. I mean, a lot of those investors are ladies that, yep. that invest. Women, yep. Women, yeah. Um, I don't know what the percentage is. It's probably that old 30, 35 thing back again, maybe. Yep, about 35%. You think it would be around that? Yeah, it's about yeah. 35% uh, women that, that want to invest, that are investing. Anyway, um, I think we're there, Bob. I think that it's uh, – that who's property developing? Many people, but we do have uh, – the. There is a there is a person they are definitely interested in property, hmm. but where where there is is anybody is anybody to stop waffle it, Hillary? It is anybody. Yeah. It, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. Sometimes we see more Women. male than female, male than female. But it but it ebbs and flows. Ages as well. Like yeah. I'd say in the last twelve months we've seen more under forty fives. Definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah, you know, in that well, last twelve months, was, we had earlier this way. year we had a lot of under thirty fives. Under thirty fives. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's just been the last 12 months. But, yep. I mean, that's not a long time. It's not a huge sample of people. And, I mean, we're only working with 20 at a time, so we don't have a huge yeah. – it's not a huge sample. but No, but people buying our course that you talk to as well. Oh, just – yeah, buying the course is different. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's similar thing. So, yeah. All right. Well, we hope you got something out of, out of that, who's property developing, how you might look for investors, and we'll catch up with you again next week. Bye for now. Bye.